Hello, I am Lee. I'm Joe. And we are the Rewinders, rewatching childhood movies to see if they still hold up. And we're still stuck in spooktacular Spookytimes. Wibbly wobbly. Spooky wookie. Halloweeny teeny. Itty bitty bikini times. That's going to be cold. Yeah. That's a long, that's a lot of font I have to use for this spectacular <laughs> that we're doing. But we watch a spooky horror movie. Well, a horror movie. A horror movie. Of some kind called Hellraiser. Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, when we, we picked this one, in mm. my mind, I think I was thinking of Hellraiser 2. As what and, I remembered the most. And when I started watching it, I okay, I had seen this as a teenager or in my 20s, but I was thinking of Hellraiser 2 as well for my memories. <laughs> so that must have been the movie that was on it, all television somewhere. It must have been, somewhere yeah. I, and that's where I've seen it because the memory, I, the memory of mine was the skinless woman. Yes. Wander around in the very quiet scene in Hellraiser 2 yeah. of her looking at herself in the mirror, punching the mirror, her saying she's cold, and then a doctor wrapping her up like a mummy, basically, in, in, in bandage gauze. Mm. And that was uh, my memory of a different movie, not this one, which uh, was interesting. <laughs> yeah, I did remember this one very slightly. Uh, From a kid? A, yeah. A, okay. key, a key moment of it, I remembered. But the rest of it just must have flew over my head, yep. and I didn't really mm-hmm. care too much. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe similar viewing experiences for both of us. Yeah. yeah. So I did not have any childhood memories of this particular movie, but I knew of Pinhead right away. Uh, I think he's an iconic character that everyone knows if they don't know this have seen the movies. Yeah. Top four or five. Yeah. Yeah, I even asked some people, do you know who Pinhead is in as a horror character? And they said yes, but they've never seen the movie. So I was just checking. Yeah. It's just, uh, he's iconic, I guess. Yeah. And I think it also plays into the, do we even really know anything about Pinhead? Appar- Other than he shows yeah. up when you play with his box. hey <laughs> <laughs> Well, they tried giving us a backstory in Hellraiser 2, which I watched after this movie, after the I first about one. about it. Because they're both of them are on Netflix right now, so I thought, well, why not? I typed in Hell to search for mm-hmm. Hellraiser. Ooh, Hellraiser 2. Hellbound. Hellevator. What is that? Reality show, game show. Yeah. Where contestants go down a elevator and they have to solve stupid puzzles with two goth chicks in a control room that have no personality whatsoever. I, I only got 15 <laughs> minutes in. But <laughs> I wanted to check out Hellevator. I was hoping it would have been a cheesy, terrible movie. Yeah, like if it was that. Not a TV show. Or if it was another knockoff version of Devil by M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Uh-huh. Where like all these people are trapped in an elevator, and then the lights go off, and then one person's dead, and then the lights go off again, another person's dead, and you find out it's the devil from the Mexican um, security guard. He, t- he, he figures it out that it's the devil. That sounds... And I say it like that with a bad Mexican yeah. accent because that's what the movie does. This sounds like a story that kids tell each other to yeah. scare each other at night. Yeah. And I'm going to ruin devil. The old woman is a devil. Dum-dum-dum! <gasps> they always are. Old women are always a devil? Yeah. 
Well, sometimes it's the old guy, but mostly if it is the old well, guy, he's more like a demon. Because, he's not women, a devil. because women are inherently evil. Yep. And if you're old, you've been doing your evil for such a long time, you've gotten yeah. really good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Sh- Shamalaman on uh, Naganga knows that. He's been there. He's been to the village and back. He's heard he, the trees whispers. He, he's seen signs. <laughs> he has a sixth sense about old women. <laughs> It's an He's... unbreakable fact. Oh, you're giving me two. Oh, that's good. Uh, um, he's had a visit or two from them, and he's split on whether old, most old ladies are good or bad. I think that's. Oh, and uh, he's definitely not the last airbender that I. I'm good. Okay, I'm done. All right. All right. Uh, Hellraiser. <laughs> Woo! Or Hellraiser. Eh? So, this movie, uh, it it starts off with text that's boring, and it tells you all the people who supposedly made the movie. Boring. Can't, can't do this credit sequence intro anymore. I like the music, but let's get to the story. Yeah. Boring. The box. So, they actually start the shots off with the most interesting thing of the movie, which is the box. The puzzle box. Which, yes, yes, yes. Of course... Uh, I had to, well, I'm going to say a course, because my first impression was it's a Chinese uh, salesman on some black market in yep. some place far east who's yeah. selling it to some stupid American. Mm-hmm. That's my, and I'm like, okay, so where are the Mogwais? Let's go that direction, too, while we're at it. It really is, yeah. But then as uh, the movie goes on, I start wondering, are these really Americans, or are these British people? <laughs> And I, I picked up that right away this time because they are almost all British actors because those shot in London. Yeah. That's what I, I always thought Clive Baker is, is from England, right? Yes, he's yeah. British. The, the, the writer of the original novella and, yeah, the director and writer of this movie and creator of all this. But, yeah, they're in Morocco, apparently, because I wanted to know where what? they were. And it, you don't get that sense whatsoever. How? They don't even say that. They don't. The old man selling the box to Frank oh, okay. is dubbed over, of course. Yeah, like, yeah. Here you go, Frank. I'm handing it to you. Yeah. And I love the, their dirty fingernails. They, <laughs> when they pass the money in the box over, they both have just the grossest, yeah. dirtiest fingernails. Well, Frank is... He's, n- Frank uh, is nasty. Yeah. Well, it's, I mean... Who is Frank, I guess? Frank is, in my notes, called Bro. He is uh, a, a he, guy who apparently is exploring the underbelly of he, human nature. He's fucked so many times. He's fucked every which way since Saturday and every whatever a human has. Nose and ear probably as well. And yeah, he needs he needs another release because it's, it's never enough in his uh, dubbed voice because he's English. So then they dub him over and you can tell <laughs> that it, yeah. it, it does not fit his his. He's got he's got too weird of a voice. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the actor. Yeah, uh, Frank. Did did Frank's brother get voiced over? No, or was that, that no? Uh, Frank's brother Larry is played by Andrew Robinson, and I like this guy because he's he was on Deep Space Nine and he played Garrick, <laughs> and he's an amazing actor in in Deep Space Nine. Here he's just kind of wasted, I think. Yeah, because he usually plays creepy killer type guys. Oh, and he's just completely average here. He's, he's, he's normal, average, almost average until towards the end of the movie, and it's still not. It's meh. Yeah, he's wasted in this movie. 
So Frank, Frank gets this puzzle box that was his all along. It was yours all along, Mr. Burton. I mean, Frank. <laughs> and he takes it home, and he goes into the crappiest room in his house Got, and uh, yeah. starts playing with his box. He, he plays with his box with a little circle of candles or square candles around him, whatever. I I guess it's for aesthetic purposes because, uh, you know, I guess. he didn't take any time to put in some linoleum or anything. He's just sitting on floorboards. It's, yeah. And all that water damage up there? Come on. <laughs> Anyway, so he opens the box, sparkies come out of it. Oh, not it like little purple bubbles come out of it at first. So yeah. it's like happy ha ha ha. Then it's like <laughs> then it's like blue sparks and it's the emperor is coming out of it or yeah, something. Yeah, no longer happy ha ha ha. No. He got chains coming out and tear it into his rubbery flesh. Yeah. Yeah, it does yeah, that effect doesn't hold up. Chains come out and grabbing supposed flesh, and then yeah, his this, flesh. this long box with stabbies on it that spins. Which at the when they introduce it, it doesn't really make sense because they never really explain. they never. Uh, the biggest problem with this movie, they never really tell us what is going on. But it's also cool because you want to know what's going on, but then you find out the answer is because from the creators. Yeah. So why is this happening? Because. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. This the dumb spinning wooden poles, Pole, yeah. things that ha- are spinning have be- bits of flesh on them and nails and barbed wire and other gross things on it and just this dumb clanking sound. It look and it's all wobbly and stupid looking. Well, you can tell it's cheap. They didn't have tons of money for this. They did not have tons of money for this. And I think they did pretty good with what they had. Look fucking stupid. I would have dumped gotten rid of uh, it. I uh, I mean it's part of the process of what I see this movie being. Okay. Uh, then we're good. Is this is this like a first movie thing? Is this a first time? Yes, this is the first time for uh, Clive Barker writing and directing all of it. So okay. everything's on him. So this plays into the it's a first time for everything he, kind and, of thing. And the uh, like you said, the lightning and little bubbles coming out and animation later on, all those like lightning type things that they had no money towards the end and he had to uh, edit, animate all that stuff himself. Hey, not bad. So, yeah, this movie is on the cheap for sure. Uh, we see him get his his hooks in, mm-hmm. and then it goes to black, and yeah. it kind of you you have to think about what happens because when they come back, it's the same room, mm-hmm. but now there's just human chunks everywhere. You're assuming they're human chunks. Yes, we don't know that for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Then the Cenobites are putting a human face together that I assume is Frank. We guess it's Frank. Because I guess it looks like him. I guess. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, we're led to believe that Frank got torn apart and now these sadomasochisms uh, creatures, <laughs> sadomasochist creatures, come back, come whatever, and put them back together, I guess. I guess. But then, yeah, that's when we see Pinhead, right? He comes out, yeah. he picks up the box, and he swirls the top circle part of the box, and it closes it, and mm-hmm. everything, everything disappears, and the crappy room is back to normal. But the box goes with him, because it disappears as he's holding it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. I guess he hit the go home button, I guess and it so. went... 
Yeah, he just teleported back to wherever they came from, which we'll get into. Then we change. Uh, it goes down the stairs, and you notice now everything has spider webs on it, which, I mean, for all we knew, it could have had spider webs on it before. But I'm thinking they did this to show passage of time. I think so, because, yeah, we have then Brother Larry of, of Frank comes in, and his with his 80s-haired wife. So 80s. This lady and, is yeah, 80s. She's British 80s uh, style all, all over. And they come in, and you're right. You're not too sure, is is it a passage of time? Because fr- they find out Frank has been squatting here. They find all his gross shit and yeah. his soiled, gross mattress and, yeah, jerk-off material. The 80s lady seems to like what she finds, which is weird. Well, it's weird at first, but then we find out through flashback pretty quickly that they had a thing. Oh, they, that they, big thing. They, 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 they boned, I think, a week before she was even getting married to Larry. On the wedding dress, nonetheless. It was on the wedding dress? Yeah, it was on the I wedding dress. That. Yeah. And so she uh, takes a picture of, of Frank. W- that has her in it. Oh, I thought it was another woman, and she ripped out that other woman just so it was just Frank's face. Uh, see, I, I maybe I looked away because I was writing notes because I thought it looked like her. It could have been. So. I didn't notice that because I was still... Uh, yeah. Gross. Well, she's going through photos upon photos of him with tons of other women. And yep, that's true. So it's like, eh, this guy's kind of a creep, and you're sitting on his bed. Yeah, Ew. his gross... Everything covered bed. Ew. So, yeah, the kitchen's, on the floor. kitchen's got maggots in it and bugs. So it's doing, ooh, everything's creepy. The phone rings in this house that they just arrived at. Well, I, I think we find out the house is actually their Frank and, and Larry's parents' house. Yeah. And they're, and they're taking it over. They're going to be moving in. You do get a sense right away that uh, Julia and Larry's relationship is on... Uh, is, has had better times, maybe, or I don't know. Never, never, ever took good off. Time. Ever. Yeah, I found interesting is that the phone rings. Yes, and Larry is just like, "What the hell is that?" A- acting as though he wouldn't expect. Yeah, what's what's the phone? Where would this phone be? How does anyone know to call us? We just got here. Yep, but it's his daughter calling. So that leads me to believe. Well, if he didn't know that there was a phone there or anything. <laughs> uh-huh. How would the daughter know what the number was, or let alone that they were there to call? You yeah, know, it, was, it was just a little weird thing where it, I was like, that doesn't make sense. I didn't understand. The daughter's name is Chrissy. Terrible name. I'm sorry if you have that name. Uh, go out and change it immediately. Sorry. Chrissy. So 80s. <laughs> Chrissy. <laughs> anyway, sorry. That was a little bit of anger. But what is she? I, don't, I, never, I couldn't follow. What is she doing here? Is, did she move as well? seemed like she was moving somewhere else in town because she was always going to get a room. She always had a room somewhere, but she never went to this room. She was in the room when she had a nightmare with her boyfriend in a separate bed. But yeah, that or roommate. Really? I thought they were in the bed together. No, they each, oh. had, they each had their own twin. Well, they bed. were being proper. I they guess they so. pushed them together to get it on, and then they pushed them apart to sleep. I guess that's what they did. <laughs> but... <laughs> I don't understand this character and why she's around. I guess I'm just com- the movie doesn't make it clear to me. No, and I'm confused. Honestly, it doesn't. Yeah, she should be going to college. Get herself an education, Chrissy. So uh, the movie then switches over to them moving in, and all I can think is, dear God, please, 
I hope you had professional cleaners go through that house because, wow, you do not want to move into a place like that right away. It was abandoned for a while. Then the, one of the grossest guys ever squats there for who knows how long, doesn't clean up after himself. Ew. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't imagine. Oh, gross. So then this starts the the series of events of movers being jerks and creeps yes. and Larry doing nothing about it the whole time. Yeah, Larry's a weak character. So they, they show a little strife between uh, Larry and uh, Julia. Julia, thank you. I was just going to give her a name. They're trying. Uh, Larry's trying to move a bed up the stairs with two other guys, and the two other guys that are the movers don't seem to care. They don't care about anything. They're more interested in, hey, uh this is really hard to get this mattress up here. Go get us a, a six-pack of beer. You haven't done anything. Yeah. You just started moving things. But I like how it cuts back and forth as because Julia is up in the creepy, I'm going to call it The Room. Yes. Because we're going gonna to reference this The Room a lot. Yes. Uh, so she's in The Room where Frank was ripped apart. And she is remembering back to when they both got it on. Yes. And it cuts back and forth to the struggle to get the mattress up. And then you see a nail on the wall that Frank's hand is getting closer and closer to. And then she's cutting it's cutting back to her having sex with Frank and she's about to climax. And then you get a nail to the hand or hand to the nail and rip, <laughs> rip, tear, scream, blood. Rip he, torn. Rip, rip torn comes up and he's bleeding from his hand. Oh, my God. Um. No, is I that can't rip, really do. Is I that go. Rip Torn or Rip Taylor? Oh, I was doing Rip Taylor. Because wait, or am I confusing the two? Because Rip Torn, I think, <laughs> is the old, crazy old drug guy man I who's that like was in Men in Black. Or is that Rip Taylor, who is the eccentric? Oh my god! Oh no 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 no! I love Hey Siri. Rip <laughs> Taylor. I got, I got to figure this out. I'm sorry, everyone, but this is really important. Hey Siri, Rip Taylor. Hey Siri, Rip Taylor. <laughs> Siri's not having none of this. All right. Well, I guess I'll never find out. But if you know the difference between the two, tell us, please. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Frank comes up and he's bleeding from the hand, and he says something like, "Oh, oh I don't like blood. I can't look yeah. at it. It's really bad. It's just bloody, almost a stump type. So, I mean, not that bad. Yeah, but. He cuts his hand, and it sounds like he's blaming Nancy Kerrigan or whatever her name, Julia. Julia. She, they say her name a lot in this. <laughs> I called her lady all the time. She's the main character. <laughs> so his first reaction seemed to be to blame her, but then I got it later. He's a pansy, and he's yeah. he, he's like, you need to fix it for me. That's exactly what? right. It Wrap it. Put some antiseptic on it. Yep, exactly. Go to the hospital, because, yeah, it looks like you need stitches, dude. Yeah, it, it's a pretty pretty deep cut. And uh, it bleeds. It, it bleeds, bleeds all, all over. Dripping onto the hardwood floor. splotches. Yep. And then they leave to go get bandaged up. Uh, to interrupt really quickly, I looked it up. Rip Torn was the actor from Men in Black yes. and, and uh, yeah, other movies. So Rip Taylor. Taylor is the guy who throws parties and parties and, <laughs> and is very fun. Okay. Blood it's, everywhere. It, yeah. And it seeps. It gets sucked into the wood. Sort yeah. of. And uh yeah, camera goes down, you can see something underneath. Yeah, like a little pocket that's of... like beating like a heart, but it looks more something. like a sack. <laughs> I like this entire sequence though that happens yeah. because it ooze, blood, pus, probably cum come wow. out. 
Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because sure. Uh, and then what you find out later on what happened to Frank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, then mushy stuff comes out, and then arms that look spider-like pulling himself out, and then the brain stems yeah attach itself to it, the brain that's being formed. Yeah, very this, cool. This is what I remember. This of whole the movie. sequence is amazing. Only thing I remembered from this movie as a kid, because once I started seeing it, I'm like, oh yeah, that's what's happening. Yeah. I remember this. So Frank is being resurrected from his brother's blood, I guess. His blood. And now he's a skeleton, slimy man he's type got, of creature. He's got a bit of stuff on him, but a not A little much. bit of stuff, but not much. And then he... I'm alive. When uh, the dude and dudette come back from the hospital... Larry and Julia. Larry and Julia. Julia, I, I think, finds him. Oh, they, they they get back and then they have uh, a housewarming party oh, with yeah, one of yeah, friends. Yeah, the housewarming she excuses, party. Her, excuses herself because Julie doesn't give a shit about anything that's going on. All she can now think about is Frank. Frank was in this room, in this house. I'm going to go back into that room because I know I can smell its essence or something there. She's drawn to the room or I don't know. That's poop. That's not essence. She's drawn to the poop, Frank's poop. But he, yeah, then they find each other pretty quick. And at that party, uh, the daughter is getting given eyes and getting eyes from a poor man's British John Cusack, oh, young John oh, Cusack. Oh yeah, I uh, ignored this useless character. I guess he does. The look both like of John them, Cusack. yeah, it's just a little bit. Anyway, this character says terrible things to uh, the guy's daughter, and he doesn't. Larry does yep. nothing about it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's your daughter, and they're talking about getting it on with her in front of you. Yeah, it's gross. Well. To show that Larry is a weak, weak, weak sure. person. Okay, good point. Good point. That's when Lady leaves the party and goes back to the third floor. Oh, Nancy? No. Oh my God. Linda. Nope. No. Keep going. Julia. Yeah, hey, right. There you got I, it. I got, I got there. I was gonna write it on a piece of paper for you and, <laughs> and staple it to my forehead. So if you look at me, you're like, and then you start calling me Julia, and then you just lose all sense of reality. <laughs> And that's where she sees Frank in his partial form. Yes. And he's like, you need to help me. Yeah, she doesn't. she's uh, terrified, of course, at first of what this is. Then she recognizes his terrible dubbed voice. And, <laughs> oh, it's Frank. She doesn't understand what's happening, but he just says, help me. She goes to sleep, thinks it over, like, well. And I think she even has a flashback of, well, he really knew how to fuck. Man, that was a good lay. And she did promise she would do anything for him. Yep, she remembers that. Anything, anything. And then goes back and agrees. Yep, I will help bring you back fully. Good choices. Good life choices here, people. If if your loved one comes back from the dead and demands you to bring human sacrifices to him. So he can suck their energy, uh, uh, life energy out so he can restore himself fully. This sounds like a good life choice to make. Hey, if this guy is the only guy that could ever give you an orgasm, I mean, I mean, who knows? And if you're a British 80s lady? Anyway. <laughs> are I, I are you I'm, suggesting? I don't know. Let's get past it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say with this. Uh, that we uh, see that the daughter is uh, tipsy. Uh, yeah. She does not get led upstairs. Uh, she does go to hang out with poor man's John Cusack, uh, and they meet a homeless man who stares at them. Yeah, and that's all. Yeah. Yep. 
We'll see that homeless man again. Yeah. Yeah. So then the daughter has a nightmare when she's sleeping over with her apparently now boyfriend. I guess. Yeah. And it's a pillow fight had just happened and there's feathers everywhere and there's a baby crying and there's someone under a blanket with a little bit of blood. Yeah. And then when you come back, then it's a lot of blood and now it's moving. It and then... Yeah, I'm assuming it was up. supposed to be her mom under the blanket because her mom died. Yes, and she's the baby. I don't know. Maybe I was looking too deep into it. And a body pops up, and you it cuts so quickly when she is jolted or whatever awake from the nightmare. And I couldn't tell was it the mom or the dad because now she's instantly dad's in trouble or something. Yeah, I rewound it to watch it a second time. Yeah. You you you'd have tell? to pause this to see who it is. It I think it's supposed to be her dad cuz it looked like it was a male. Okay, so it's so, just that yeah. even on second viewing I couldn't mm-hmm. identify who it yeah. was. It was too fast. I liked the sequence though. I liked the way it was shot and it, it I mean it's creepy imagery, but it doesn't necessarily fit what's happening in the story. It's just here's something creepy. Why? Creepy. Yeah. yeah. So she calls her dad. Her dad's like, no, everything's fine. It's, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is when Julia starts to become a predator, and we need that uh, Christopher, whatever his name is, to sit in the house and wait for her to come home. Oh, uh, Christopher Lambert. And he'll, he'll get his karate sword out. And, and, <laughs> and uh... No, the guy from NBC to catch a predator. Didn't he have an NBC show? Yeah, Christopher Lambert. I'm thinking the same thing. <laughs> and he says like, with his, his squinty eyes, like, I am the last airbender. I mean, last Skywalker. <laughs> I am the final countdown. <laughs> I am the last Highlander. It cuts off all He's the Predators' all heads. all of these things. Yes. Anyway, she goes and finds <laughs> desperate guys at bars and brings them home. Hits them with a head and a hammer. She could have just hit head. them on the head with her shoulder pads and Ooh. took their heads right Ooh. off, but she chose not to. Yep. And, uh, yeah, she kills them in the third floor, sort of. And in the room. In the room. Where, where Frank Tommy, then... Yep. Tommy Wiseau feeds on them. <laughs> Basically. And he, it, he every time a new guy comes in, it's, oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> and then hit the head with hammer, feed. And, yeah, now he's regenerating, though. Yeah, and so he's getting more and more feeling and nerves and and his muscle. Yeah, his costume or whatever the effects hmm? change after every time. I like it, and it's really good. And he's dripping with goo. Oh, the goo! It's good. Oh, so much. Oh, the, goo. oh, so much goo. I didn't really notice it at first, but then when Julia picks up the guys to go hide them elsewhere in the house, yeah. They're tiny. Well, they're all shriveled up. Yeah. All their their <laughs> essence and juices and, and tissue are sucked out into Frank. So that's that's an extra little detail that's interesting. Yeah, and she goes and hides him in another room closet. Something, whatever. <laughs> so at this point... <laughs> oh, he explains to Julia that they're these Cenobites, what they do. Yes. And that he escaped from them. Explain to the audience what... The box and the Cenobites are, as he, as Frank explains uh, to Julia. The box opens a portal to another plane of existence. I don't believe he said exactly where it was because it's he not heaven know. or hell. It's, it's he it's, says it. It's seen as heaven or hell. You don't know. Yeah. For so, oh, I think it's for some. It's heaven. For some, it's hell. Yeah, and the Cenobites kind of, at least Pinhead, uh, says basically the same kind of thing later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the Cenobites then do this 
pleasure through pain kind of thing, and they yes. take it as far as possible, which means death. Death. Yeah. Yes. All the way to the point of your death, you're experiencing both things. Yes, and you get kind of get the impression, but we really don't know, is that after they tear basically tear apart your body as they've gone too far, they get to keep the souls of of them. Who knows? Know? Who knows? But yeah, you're not really too sure what happened. And I think Frank even says that he was able to escape them by, well, getting resurrected somehow. Yeah, which doesn't make so he got away from whatever dimension he was trapped in. I think that's the idea. Yeah. Which doesn't, is never really explained. No, and yeah, yeah like how did blood on the floor cause that to happen? Who no idea. Knows? I, maybe there's, we could make stuff up. Yep. The room still has an echo of the portal, and it seeped through, and yep. Larry's innocent, so sure. innocent blood, and then they match up, and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? What are reasons? Yep, reasons. Yeah, we see a dumb scene, a useless scene of... The homeless man eating yes, crickets yep. in the pet store. That Christy works at, I guess, with her new boyfriend. I guess. And that's it. Yep. It's creepy and weird. But you know there's protein in crickets, so it's, I, it's not, exactly not the worst. exactly what I thought when he was eating it. Like, well, I mean, I guess it's gross and weird, and but old man, this hobo needs some protein. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then Julia brings in another guy to murder. Oh, and in her outfit that she's wearing this time around reminds me of the mother in Beetlejuice. Yes. Oh, my, yes. Yeah, the sunglasses. Yeah. And, and the makeup yep, yep, and yep. the hairstyle. You're, you're absolutely right. Yeah, red hair. So I'm thinking uh, 80s mullet hair. somebody stole some ideas from this movie later. Ooh. It's, it's – uh, not stealing, it's honoring the old, older movie. Anyway, there we go. Frank starts regenerating more. This is where he starts touching uh, Julia and like kissing her and stuff. Yeah, and, because and it's he just, wants, he's, he's smoking like, a cigarette. He's like, oh, I have basically, I have lungs now. I can feel this. I yeah. will feel you too. It's, I'm like, no, don't do that just yet. He's got he's, just, oh, that's he, gross. He finally got nerve endings on the, on the tip of his fingers after a rege- second regeneration. And then a third guy gets. Gets, uh, I guess, suckered into sleeping with, with Julia. Yeah. Now you're making. Now when I'm staring at you, you are making me forget Julia's name, <laughs> which is which is interesting. But this time now, Chrissy has noticed something fishy is going on. Oh, we skipped across I, I skipped, the storm I skipped the whole night. Thing. I'm sorry. So rewind. Um, Frank must be feeling it pretty hard in the middle of the night because he's pacing. Uh, his nerves must be shooting off pain all oh, night because yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah. Punching the walls and He's pacing. Larry is like, "Oh, there's something going on up there. I should go check it out." Yeah. And Julia, right. <laughs> it's like, "No, don't do it, don't do it." And then uses sex to convince Larry not to go upstairs. Yep, I'm gonna I'm gonna sleep with you to leave alone. But then, yeah, Frank comes out with the switchblade while they're in the process of um, gonna be doing it. Yeah, but Julia sees that and, and says no and starts freaking out. Basically, I think I don't know if they planned it or if it was all spur of moment because it kind of, you kind of feel like you just need one more body and then you'll be back to normal, Frank. Yeah. But Julia changes her mind that not to get Larry killed. He's like, "What's going on with you? You're crazy. I'm going away." And does I guess doesn't die. It it doesn't really make sense to me. No, it's strange. Frank has more of a pull to actually murder his brother than yeah. uh, Julia has to save him. And. He and yeah, Frank just 
backs off and goes back and hides in the bedroom closet. And his drive is, I need to get away because they're going to find me. I yeah. need to fully recover the to get away. Are coming for me, so. But yet he's going to just back off and be like, no, that's all right. I don't need to finish. No. The two other things that I didn't care for in this sequence was when Larry said, I'll make it better. Julia was playing off of that. She didn't like storms and stuff like that. He said, I'll make it better. And how was he going to make it better? Giving her the D. Yeah. That is not how you comfort someone. That's the power of the penis, Joe. (laughs) <laughs> that, and then when he took her to the bedroom, he didn't take off his goddamn boots. He still had his boots on when he was he's jumping such, on her in the bed. He's such a weenie. He has to keep his boots on. He's going to make a mess. Anyway, yeah, and when uh, Frank backs off, he cuts a rat. He basically, like, yeah. scalps a rat. Yeah. Why? Because that's creepy and weird. He's yeah, o- exactly. Only Julia can see the rat being cut. That, it doesn't, what? Okay. Uh, I, it, sure. It and that's a lot of this movie because – and then we go to the part where I was leaping ahead. Chrissy noticing that Julia is, is yeah, taking men over or yeah. another one over or whatever. Larry asks his daughter to go check on her, and she does, and she yeah. sees her Julia bringing men home and follows her in. And that's when she walks in on dude falling out of the door going, help me! Yeah, his, he's being sucked, sucked off with of his uh, soul spirit juice. And he's shriveled up and dying. Help me. And that's when she meets Frank. good old Uncle Frank. He's Uncle Frank. You remember Uncle Frank. Yes. Come to daddy. <laughs> this is the voice of Frank. Come to daddy. This is my catchphrase. Do you think that's a good impression of Frank? It's not bad when he says daddy because it's like, it's definitely not an American no, it's... accent on daddy. Well, he, the actor was dubbed over because he was British, and then they uh, dubbed it over with, with another, another British, British guy. guy doing a bad American accent. <laughs> Somehow, the daughter ends up with the box, and that sends Frank off, because he's like, no, that's mine. You can't have that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you want it? It's the portal to the people you want to get away from. I don't understand Maybe it's it, like the precious. Maybe now it's maybe calling to him. We don't. don't uh, we don't know anything about the box. Uh, last we saw, Pinhead teleported away. All of a sudden, it's back now. Why does Frank want it? He wants. He should be getting trying to get away from that thing. Oh yeah. Unless yeah, you're right. It's a precious thing, and he might want to open it again because to feel that pleasure pain. Yeah, I that guess that, that that's a good point to. that he made. The movie does not tell us that because nope, there's no all. dialogue of him saying. I hate this, but I also love this box for what it gave me. Like, yeah. there's a simple good line right there. Yeah. Man, I should write movies, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> waka waka. So she chucks it out the window, runs away, picks it up as she runs off. Uh, she faints in She's an alley. She's a frail woman, apparently. And that's, uh, I faint now. Of exhaustion of running. Wakes up in a hospital yeah. that's... The creepiest it's European like, empty hospital you can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like from World War One. That's what I was exactly thinking. Like it's a mental institution or something <laughs> creepy where they do experiments on you. And they lock her room. in there with the box. The doctor's like, maybe this will jog your memory. It's Here's like, this box. What? You know what that box is, doctor. That doctor knew what was going on. That's awesome. And, uh, of course, she's like, I need to play with this box. So she starts playing with her box in the hospital. Until it opens. But um, bum. 
And uh, then the wall opens, and mm-hmm. she's like, oh, hey, a hallway through the wall. A long, creepy hallway. I think I'll wander around in With there. With screams and whatnot coming from it. And a bebe is crying again. Yeah, totally good life choices to go down that hallway. <laughs> and then find a wall-crawling, upside-down thing uh. that chases you. That looks like I, it should be out of a yeah. video game Doom. At first, I liked it because... You really couldn't see what it was, but then you could see it better and better. It's stupid as hell. Because oh, yeah. It's this upside-down thing with a tail on the top and a big, giant head on the bottom with little spindly arms in the bottom with cat giant cat eyes, but has back arm legs towards its tail that stretch out to the, the hallway, yeah. and that's the only way it moves. So if you just move out of that hallway it'll it can't follow you because nope. it'll just yep. fall down immediately so this thing is a hallway monitor monster thing <laughs> how did it evolve into this situation this had to be a punishment and that is okay i wanted answers for this movie and then i saw the <laughs> second one i didn't go any further and watch the other ones cuz i remember those being terrible and i think there's nine of these hellraiser movies so from what i remember so, is the rest of the 90s versions of Hellraiser are garbage. Are garbage. And that's and then the I, early you know. 2001, they did like a We Went Back in Time okay. and covered it. And I watched that one and I liked it. Okay. I went on the interwebs to, what is this thing? Because it's not a Cenobite <laughs> where letting no. the box opens it up to. It's apparently the creature's called the Engineer. Why? Apparently it was a human at some point that got lost in the labyrinth. That this world has, I guess, and it evolved into this creature. I think that's a devolve. It is a devolve because it evolved into a useless thing. It can only be in this hallway, unless I guess that's where it was trapped. Unless it's demony magic, whatever. Yes, that's the idea. The reasons why, and I once I found out the name of it was called the Engineer, I got less and less interested. <laughs> just seeing it gets you less and less interested. Yeah. Like you could just kick as, the thing in the face. As a kid though, I can see it being very oh, terrifying yeah. because it's holy shit, what the fuck is that? It doesn't look like anything that you know of and it has big yes. teeth and it's chasing you. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so she obviously leaves the hallway to get away from it. Saved. And the the hallway closes because it's like, well, you 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 did it, you survived. And then all the walls start glowing and smoking yeah. and whatever. Yeah, creepy More things stuff happening, happens. Shaking. And that's when um, Pinhead shows up with the, the other Cenobites. Yeah, we didn't describe the other Cenobites. And they all have dumb names. I don't know what their names are. So don't you have, care. You have the lead one. You don't care? I, I well, All right, fine. Let's, no, you don't care. Nope. Let's no, hear I it. Did, I did research. So I'll, I know I'll, their names. I'll, I'll, I'll say one of them is Larynx Ripper. She is, uh, she's a woman. And yeah. Her, she has a throat wound. Yeah. That's being constantly pulled open. So they thought a lot about her character, and they named her female Cenobite. <laughs> because, because, and that's what happens a lot is, oh, you're a woman? I'm not going to remember your name, Joe. <laughs> and then you have another one, the fat one with sunglasses, Butterball. <laughs> and then you have the one that chatters. Uh, he's a chatterer. Is that your pinhead? This is creative. Um, just creative names. And Pinhead's because, not exactly creative either. And they didn't actually give na- their names. These were all nicknames. They weren't supposed to actually have names or backstories or anything because they, Clive, 
didn't even think about any of that stuff about mm-hmm. where they came from, exactly what they were before this, were they always this, and so on and so forth. The only name he gave was to Pinhead was the priest because they're in priestly garbs. Yeah. And I look yeah. up, what does Cenobite mean? A Cenobite basically means a priest or a person that has to do with a religious, has religious duties. So that's what a Cenobite means. Okay. Or a Cenobit or something of that sure. nature. So that's what these things are. They're a religious order that go around inflicting pleasure pain on people. They're explorers, I think Pinhead says, yeah. of of these feelings of humans. It's all interesting, but it's also really stupid. Yeah, I, I that's agree. That's a problem with this movie and series. And he, uh, Pinhead explains that they're neither demons nor angels yeah. to the daughter and... He's like, all right, you're going to come with us. You're going to feel this stuff, and we're going to make you feel it. And Feel it, feel it, feel the vibration. The daughter's like, wait a minute, no, but my uncle, he escaped you guys. He did not escape. Nothing can escape me. I'm pinhead. Well, obviously they can because you don't know about it. Yeah. You go, obviously have no tracking method. Go, go check your uh, soul inventory back in whatever <laughs> dimension you are. You're going to be missing a gross Frank. Yeah. And so then like he this. believes her. And he's like, "All right, we'll we'll take your word for it for now. Like but it. if you prove like yourself it. wrong, we're coming for you. So, bye." I just love that. Yeah, she negotiates. She she rolls high on her negotiation skills. And uh, yeah, go get my creepy uncle. Save my life. I don't care. I do and also I like, that. like that. This also suggests time has no meaning for them. Yeah, that if they have yeah. to wait a, a few hours, well, whatever. Well, sure, sure. They don't care. They don't care. So they let her go, and uh, she's running back to her dad, Larry, to make yes. sure he's okay. Back to the house, yeah. But by this time, Larry's basically already been suckered in by... Killed off screen. Yeah. And we get Larry, I'm using air quotes, walks in, and he's adjusting his hands weirdly, and he's got blood all around his hairline and so on. Yeah. And his eyes are once blue are now brown. And you make your brown eyes blue or your blue eyes brown. <laughs> That's a Cheech and Chong song. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to sing the rest of it. <laughs> because okay, uh but going on to the story. <laughs> so the daughter gets home to see her dad to make sure he's okay. Does not even bother to ask him why he's all messed up. I thought that it's very visible. He's got bloody goop all over his, his side of his face. It looks like his hair has been put on his head. Yeah. And he's acting weird. Like, everything's fine. Er- everything's fine. I, I don't know. Like, maybe he says, everything's fine now. Live with us. We'll all be happy together. And even uh, Julia is petting Christy. Yeah. Which is strange. And it's all weird. She never liked her at all. She never showed any interest in her. Just she was in the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ew. Thoughts of them being together now. And you can tell. Yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty decently set up that Frank wanted to move on to the daughter. Yes. My, look how much you've gone. Yeah. And you become your beautiful little woman. So while daughter's running away because she figures out it's Frank because he says one of his Frank lines. Yeah. Something like that. That Frank has killed Larry and now is wearing Larry's skin. Yeah. I guess. All right. So she claws his face, rips some skin off, yeah. and runs away. And he's like, that's not very nice. And then comes after her with a switchblade. 
Yeah. But, but stabs oops, Julia darn. instead. Oops. And then sucks her essence. Yeah, like, oh, oh well, sorry, baby. That's, I was going to do this to you anyway or something. Like yeah. That. But uh, then where, where where would you run to in this house? Not There's, in the house. I'd run out of the oh, house. Oh, really? You wouldn't, you wouldn't go up? Uh, no, three, I wouldn't go to the third floor. And go back into the room? Like some storage area so that some deflated body oh, yeah. could belch up the maggots, maggots on That's me? That's right. She, she didn't actually go back to the room. She went to the room where all the bodies were hit of yeah. the guys that were killed. So and that that bit was that's true would be creepy for you as a young person, but mm-hmm. now I'd be like, "Are you kidding me?" It's the the try to be quiet while the killer is searching for you quietly and slowly. Yeah, but then break it a minute later to start crying yeah. in the open and 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 leaving the the your place of sanctuary and then being yoinked into the room. The room. Yeah. So, uh, she finally gets the idea to open the portal in in the puzzle box again yep. she did not have this idea at any point no way she was, when she uh, found out frank was in her dad's skin yep. until now and understanding what the box is she just it doesn't make sense story-wise character-wise and frank doesn't realize it when she activates it what it is yep and then they start sending hooks and they're, they're going to yeah, take them the centib- back yeah all the centibytes are, uh, appear yeah, and they can tell. Okay, that's that's not Larry. That's Frank. Ha ha. Yeah. Yep. And they're they're like, thank you. It's sort of like they that yeah. she brought him back. They're like, all right, you're good. You it, you you went through on your deal. And in a way, they saved uh, uh, Chrissy here because Frank was gonna kill her. Yeah. With the switchblade and the Cenobites saved the day when hook them all. And to the pinhead yeah. says, this is not for your eyes. But then Chrissy's like, no, screw that. I'm going to watch this. And I like the actress's face of horror as he's being pulled apart. Says an interesting line. Jesus wept and licks his lips because I guess he's feeling pleasure from it, which doesn't necessarily make sense because the skin that's being pulled apart is Larry's skin. So is he maybe feeling- that last essence that he took from oh, okay. Julia. Oh, now his nerves are connected. Attached it. Oh, very good, Joe. I didn't notice that. That's cool. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm looking for positives. Chrissy ends up leaving the room just as he's pulled apart, slowly leaving, and then the lady Cenobite's like, where you going? Don't you want to stay? <laughs> yeah, that was kind of weird, and the whole house is shaking and she gets away from the female Cenobite, goes into the room, and now Julia's body has been partially uh, de-skinned or something, and yeah. it hooks on her. And she's holding the 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 puzzle box. Julia or Chrissy takes it, yeah, and a little bit of lightning comes out, yeah, yeah, and that's when she starts using it to zap. I think she zaps Pinhead back to hell with it. Well, she's closing it. She's closing the box that's open now, and. Each time she puts a piece back to the original settings, yeah. one of the Cenobites gets sent back to wherever it's from. Yeah, I guess so. It's all right. I guess. And then the engineer returns outside. How? We don't know. I, who knows? Yeah. Because there's no hallway out. Oh, well, because it's not really outside. Yeah, it's, it's demon a, world or whatever. Yeah. And so they magically put a hallway there for him. And there's a lame slap fight. Yeah. Happening as as Julia's trying to wow. Julia, excuse me. 
Chrissy is trying to get the box back to zap it away and close its portal and get use that door again to get into the real world. It's, and Randall, Randall Boyfriend is there who does nothing. Nothing, yeah. And it's it's not even a tension-filled slap fight. It's just kind of it's like, boring. just get the box and That's, oh, that's all you're thinking watching this. Just grab it. Who gives a shit? And she does it. They walk away. They find random fires in town and drop the puzzle box in the random fire. Part of me thought that they were burning stuff from the house but i don't know if that's true or not because i, th- I think you're right we it's have just, no sense of where it is there are rando hobo fires somewhere yeah and yeah throw the box in there took care of that and then homeless man shows up yeah walks right into the fire kind of like box. the great flamo uh and, the great uh, flamo was a cat from our childhood so good job talking about rear <laughs> inside jokes joe <laughs> Just walks right on in and is just like, yep, I got this. Takes the box, <laughs> yeah. turns into a giant bone dragon, and flies away. Yeah, and the camera zooms out in a little circle, like, that's all, folks. Except <laughs> it zoom, it's a circle from the box, and now we're back in Morocco, as what Wikipedia told me. <laughs> and... uh Selling the Selling puzzle box to, to an Australian, I think, this time? I don't know. Just another person that looks similar to Frank. Yeah. Sweaty, stubbly, dirty fingernailed, I guess. Sure. And here you go, Jack Button. It's for you. <laughs> I guess. And that's the end of that's this the end of movie. movie. That's the end of Hellraiser. Oh, man. Um, yes. I went and watched the second one because that's what I remembered watching more. That movie's fucking dumb, too. <laughs> they explain a little bit more. You find out that Pinhead was actually a British World War One officer of some kind, and he found the puzzle box and oh, was yeah. made into Pinhead. And so the idea is that all of these were made were once human. All the Cenobites were once human. Like, the Chatterer is actually a little boy, apparently. And, okay. yeah, who cares about the others? Just, but it, that, one, that was the weirdest reveal, and... You find out that there's a the other universe is controlled by a big double Spin- diamond I was spinning, say spinning thing, thing yeah. spinning thing that you really don't understand what it is, and it's a a maze type world like um like an the Escher. cube, hmm? like the cube. I, I I guess like the movie The Cube. But or are you talking about that painting where everything's upside down and sideways and it's all the same? Yes, Escher. Yeah. It's an Escher style. Yeah, it's it's more like that, not the cube. Um, <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. So it's more like I, Labyrinth. There you with, go. There you go. There's a better. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Dance, magic dance. Yes. But it does not hold up because it doesn't answer any more questions. It's just kind of there and it's just weird and it's not good. I mean, there are good parts, mm-hmm. and so, okay, I'm, I'm rambling. There are good parts in this movie, and there's creepy parts in it, but as a whole, meh. To me, when I was done watching this movie, I had the feeling that this was a elevator pitch stretched okay. into a full-length movie. And uh, it was originally a novella, which is only, I think, less than 200 pages long. Which and it was called, yeah. like, uh, The Hellbound Heart was the original name. So it's a, it's a very short story that mm-hmm. was made longer into a, a full-length movie, which it didn't need to be. No. And it should have been more – it was trying to be specific on things, but it was also just trying to be ambiguous. 
And uh, I think that's where my confusion is with this movie. I want to know more about it, but the more I find about it, you can tell it was not thought out until later or by different people. Yeah. As this series progressed, other people besides Clive Barker had more and more input into it. Oh, yeah. And it just got to be a big mess of stupid. I think this one could use a reboot. And that's exactly what I'm thinking is. All right, let's really think about it. What are we trying to say with with these Cenobites and, and humanity and so on and, and 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 terror, what really scares people, whatever, but really get into it instead mm-hmm. of just kind of beating around the bush. I don't know. Being ambiguous so your yes. mind fills in the blanks. Or be really ambiguous about it so then and be pushing that the imagination of of horror in in the human as they're watching this movie sure or the remake i should say <laughs> but uh do you have any other thoughts on this i'm trying to relate since we're in spooky yeah. month this series here um how this relates to uh spooky things that i've experienced in life oh and sure there is there's been no cenobites or but or portals into other dimensions but spooky house but, and atmosphere yeah the one thing i could come up with was um when i was a kid living in sturgeon bay uh-huh. one of my uh, most remembered dreams that were spooky dreams okay. came as uh, I was walking around the, the kitchen and our kitchen, uh, not kitchen, I'm sorry, dining room, living room area, which mm-hmm. was on the second floor of the house, Ooh. had a stairwell going down, which obviously was not there. This is a living room and a dining room. There's no stairwells there. Uh. The stairwell's behind me somewhere else. doesn't matter. But when I walked up to this stairwell going down, it was like, Red beading colors at the bottom of the, where you can't see anything, and there's like uh-huh. smoke coming out. So this is very classic, okay, scary stairs into stairs. hell yeah, kind of thing. In your imagination. There's like a voice that came up from the stairwell Ooh. that said, "You'll come down the stairs," and and it didn't say where down the stairs was, but, but yeah, I just had the impression as a child that that was hell, and sure. I was like, huh. "No." No, no, I don't want to go down the I don't want to go down the stairs. And then it just started basically laughing and Ooh. I felt a grab around my belly and it just pulled me down the stairs. And I woke up as okay, good, I good. was screaming going down the stairs. Uh-huh. And that whole day uh-huh. all I did was pace around and be angry and stompy that whatever the hell that was Took me to hell without my permission, and I want—I wanted none of it, none of it. <laughs> this was an injustice to me. I was not going to get dragged to hell. So I All spent right. so much time thinking about it during the day that when I went to bed the next night, it was the exact same dream. Oh, you okay? You're in your brain. You just were mulling it over, and then yeah, angrily thinking about it. Uh huh. How old were you when this was happening? Ah. Oh, uh... Nine? Five? Five, Joe? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Ish. I, I I wasn't that old. Okay. Maybe six, maybe seven. I well, don't know. still, okay. It, it was still pretty young. So I'm back at the top of the stairs again. Same exact dream. Um, going down the stairs. Yeah. No, I'm not going down the stairs. Screw you. You're going to go. And then I'm just, and as like that feeling uh-huh. starts taking my belly again, I'm like, No. Fuck you. <laughs> and I start giving the finger and just swearing my head off as a little kid. And like whatever it was, did the whole put its hands up and walk away. 
Whoa, like, whoa, whoa I, I, we don't want to mess. We don't want to mess with this kid. It's too much work. Forget it. We're, we're using too much spirit energy right now to bother. This kid's just gonna be a hassle. He's gonna be constantly kicking and screaming. Forget it. Forget it. I'm back off. I'm backing off. And then I woke up the next day very pleased with myself. Good job, Joe. <laughs> you defeated the thing in your brain that was causing you problems. It was gonna drag me to hell. Or was it an actual thing trying to dun, drag dun, dun. Joe's? Child, so well, considering yeah. that house uh, had tons of stuff happening in it, um, when my parents would leave, the lights would not turn on. Um, <sighs> we such had a skeptic, <laughs> we had a Ouija board that was homemade that uh, the glass basically uh, ricocheted off the table that we were using it on. Ricocheted, how okay, I don't want <laughs> my skeptic brain is already. I, I know, answers. <laughs> so basically, we're all touching it and in. You know, you're barely touching it, and it um, uh-huh. not just go going off the table like someone pushed it off the table, sure. but like it flew like three feet off the table. So someone would have had to be really shoving it. Mm-hmm. But maybe you didn't notice it because you were a kid at the time, and someone was playing a prank on you, and you. Didn't so it. here's the thing: my dad <laughs> grabbed everything and burned it. Oh, he, for real? He took it outside okay. and set it on fire. Well, that could just be because he knew that that those things are evil and not. Well, then why was he doing it in the first place? Because he didn't want that in his house because he had heard on the local television <laughs> that Ouija boards are bad. Not that it would fly through the air. Oh, okay. well. We can, we're, this, is a, this is a completely different subject and, and other podcast even yes. of Joe telling me things and me logically explaining why <laughs> Joe's wrong or me finding out that there are spooky, terrible things spooky. that I can't explain. And, and Min knows all about it. Yeah, Min, is there a ghost? <gasps> what you, what Min, Min, Min saying, wrap it up. <laughs> All right, Min, you're right. We watch Hellraiser. I don't recommend watching it. Do you? Ah, uh, you can skip this. All right. So that was Hellraiser, directed by Clive Barker from 1987. If you would like to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you get us, that would be awesome sauce. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Rewinders Pod or email us at the Rewinders Podcast at gmail.com. And send us your fan art of Pinhead hanging out with Rip Taylor. (laughs) And Rip Torn. Why not? And he could be tearing Rip Taylor apart and Rip Torn apart. But Rip Torn would already be apart. Or Rip Rip Taylor could be a Cenobite himself. But he's the exact opposite. He just brings happiness and love instead of hooks and tearing you apart. All right, that's another episode locked in to Spooktacular Tronathon with us. Thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.